Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in the new year? The first Sunday of the year. Tell your neighbor, we made it. We made it. And today, like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And we are happy also because our pastor, A.S. Joy, is back here with us. Hallelujah. If today is your first time here, you are welcome to this wonderful, wonderful church service. And today, we have a wonderful pastor who has been shepherding us, who has been praying for us, taking care of us. And if you don't have any pastor, I want to recommend this pastor also to you. And I want to encourage you to join us because today he's, she's here. I want you to put your hands together, lift up your flag and your listening and let's welcome here and join back. She owns my life. She says stop thanking you. Thank you for taking us through the past year. Thank you for bringing us to a new year full of things we don't even know. But we are so grateful that we can trust you and depend on you. We lift this year before your throne of grace. Have mercy on us and may we be blessed in Jesus name. Amen and amen. You want to find your Bible? In this service, this particular service, we always make a confession. And as we are making that confession, something is happening to us. You want to say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Please take your seat. Hallelujah. Thank you for such a wonderful welcome. Amen. I need to say that I've missed you greatly. <laughs> and I bring you greetings from the church in the Gambia. 
Amen. Particularly from Pastor Shong and LP Joanne, who used to be here with us. And also Windy, who used to be with us. It was, we had a good time over there. And I believe that God is doing something with them. But he's also doing something with us in this house. Yeah. And this morning I have a number of announcements before, a number of messages before we, I mean, yeah. It's a new year, oh? It's a new year. And you know the theme already, our year of work. And much as we are working, we're talking about the work of the Lord and we'll be talking about a lot of things. I'm also believing God that this is the year that many of you will step into the work you want. Amen. Some of you have jobs you don't particularly like. You are just doing it because they just have for do. But I'm believing God that this year it will change and you have the job of your desire. Amen. Some of you also, you don't have a job and you are looking for a job and I'm believing God that this year, this year, whatever it is, whether it is your own work or somebody engaging you or whatever it is that God will bring about a miracle in our house. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, say an amen as a believer. Powerful. And with this in mind, I'm happy to announce our fast, the first period of fasting for the year. <laughs> we will be fasting this year from the 15th of January to the 28th. <laughs> Amen. 15th to 28th of January. Wow. Are you there? Amen. Now, this is what will happen. Please take note of the following details. We will pray Monday to Friday, 4 a.m. to 6 a.m., led by our convener, Bishop, um, Bishop Fabian. Oh, it's a good place to clap. Last year, I remember it was a very nice prayer meeting. Amen. And then we will also pray two hours in the evening, 5 to 7. The idea is that at the end of the period, we would have prayed for 50 hours. Amen. I mean, 50 hours of prayer will definitely make some difference in your life. Oh, yes, it will do something. Amen. Now, usually we say that the fast is 6 to 6, but this year, all we are saying is that we are fasting. And you are drinking anything you want to drink and eating only fruits. If you are, if you are over the year of 50, at the age of 50, I will ask you to break at six. If you are on medication, please talk to um, maybe Reverend Humi. Are you there? Because you cannot, you cannot do it on an empty stomach. And if you are breastfeeding a baby, I beg you, the baby is not fasting. <laughs> you know, because if you stop eating, the milk will also go down. But we want to be serious. Tell anybody, we want to be very serious. We are going to do our best. Yeah. The rest, the rest. You will drink what you need to drink and you will eat fruits from the 15th of January. <laughs> Some people who think that fruits are medicine. <laughs> are you in the house? And most of all, we will pray. So if you find that at a point your strength is not really holding, don't worry about it. What is very important is the prayer. Sometimes people get so caught up in, I'm not eating, I'm doing this, this, and then they don't even pray. And there's no prayer. Then you are pleased. You have only uh, stopped. That's all you have done. So please just keep it within, um, what should I say, what you can do. But I just want to counsel you that stretch, okay? Stretch. <laughs> we noticed that when we were your age, that's how we used to fast. Uh-huh. But now you have joined us. Yeah, those of us who are over 60 who do 6 to 6, that's what you know. So by the time you are 60, I don't know what you'll be doing. You'll be doing 6 to 9 a.m. or something. <laughs> so I think we want to challenge ourselves this year. Amen. So challenge yourself. And I believe that as you add the prayer to it, major things will happen in your life. You know, I'm always asking you the question that who knows what is going to happen in an hour's time? And none of us. We all don't know. Isn't it? How much more the rest of your life? Yeah, how much more the rest of your life. But as we pray these 50 hours, I know something will happen. Yeah, I'm believing God. Pa. And, and I'm believing that many of you who had struggles of the form the past year, that God will resolve it. Yeah, yeah God will resolve it. Amen. 
So if your business is down, start to believe God for something. Yeah, if your job is down, start to believe God for something. Hallelujah. Now, as part of our fast, on the first Saturday of the fast, which will be the 20th, we are going to pray the whole day. The whole day. 12 hours, 6 to 6, we are praying. We are praying. Nobody will monitor you. It's your business. When I come, I'm looking for God for myself. I don't know about you. It's up to you. Uh, so your shepherd will probably call you and say, Charlie is happy, and that's it. Uh-huh. But if, you see, I'm just praying that some seriousness will catch you. Mm, and if you look at the world right now, you know that you need God, oh? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Now, and then, in the second week, which should be Friday the 26th, we will have an all night with the Reverend Francis Nisi. And then the very last day of the fast, which is Sunday the 28th, he will be preaching in the morning service and he will preach in the, in the second service. And then that evening, that evening, we'll have the grand finale of it all with Reverend Francis Nissi. Amen. And I believe that a prophetic word for you will be released. Amen. A lot of the prophecies that he spoke last week came last year came to pass. And I believe that he'll talk to us again. Amen. So are you going to be ready to pray? Oh yes. Then if I'm me, I'm going to do my best. Yeah. And if all else fails and you are not fasting, pray. If everything has failed, just pray. Is that okay? Just pray. Whatever you do, pray. Whatever you do. Try the fast. Do the fast. But even when it is not working, pray. Is that okay? Because you'll notice that some people, because they are feeling guilty and they don't fast, so they don't pray too. And I feel that then you have lost cry. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying. But is it a good plan? Yeah. Are we going to enjoy our, our fasting time? Okay. Then I have one more piece of good news. I've not shared it. I didn't even share it in present service. I said, I'm coming here. Those of us. Are you ready for the next announcement? Eh. On our way home, we actually came home two days early so that we could attend a certain meeting with Bishop Dad. And by his grace and by the, what should I say? The agreement of the bishops, they are going to finish ABS. <laughs> You see, some of you, some of you, you came to meet us already here, but there are some people, there are some people, (laughs) there are some people, they have been here when we were outside, when we were under canopy, when we were struggling in the heat. So what it means we are going to have to ask you to be very, what's the word? We have to be patient with each other, okay? Because it means while we are here, we'll create a mess. They are going to do some steps to go up and go up three floors and all that. But we thank God. Amen. And we have also faithfully, remember that every time I'm collecting your money, I'll be telling you that we are building some other buildings, we are building for other people. And you see, what I liked about it was that for every people, other people is a small council that agrees. But for us, everybody, they agreed that they should come and do. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. We put our monies together to build. And I was just watching our father when he said, it is all of us, our money, that will do it. Amen. So, work has already started. Amen. And tomorrow, we are begun. Reverend uh, Isaac will be overseeing. We are clearing that. We are actually moving it away, demolishing it. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, it has started. It has started already. It has started already. It has started already. Powerful. So, I would really, tomorrow is a free day. I mean, it's a holiday. And I want to plead with the men in the church. We beg you, come and help us. 
what they are going to do is to get an aboboya and just clear the place and demolish the whole thing so that we can now put up a wooden structure for storage. Is it a good idea? Come on, give the Lord a shout. Powerful. Hallelujah. I think I like the way the year has started. <laughs> Amen. And as we put our hands to build the house of God, I believe that many of you who are building and are stuck, you are going to finish. Yeah, you are going to finish this year. You are going to finish. Don't stop looking at uh, devaluation and uh, they, they, they stop looking at it and believe God. Is that okay? Hallelujah. I want you to tell your neighbor, listen, you, I may be a tenant now, but it is going to change. It is changing. It is changing. I will not always be paying rent. <laughs> Hallelujah. Powerful. I feel like closing. <laughs> no, just because it's good news, you know, it's nice to end on a nice note. But we also must share a word for the year. Amen. This is our Covenant Sunday. Forgive some of us for appearing in green instead of white. <laughs> uh, but the white is inside. We are happy and we are rejoicing. Amen. I just want to share a few things with you. And I'm talking about our year of work. Just sharing once again the message our father shared with us. Amen about working for the Lord. And this year, no matter who you are, I want you to find something that you do for the Lord. Amen? I want you to tell anybody, there's no formula. Yeah, there's no formula. So just find something to do for the Lord. Or oh, there's a formula. Uh, X plus 2M is equal to work for the Lord. No, there's no, <laughs> there's no such formula. But what it is is that find something to do in the house of God. Amen. Working is better than resting. Let's look at the scripture. Let's go to Genesis chapter 2. I'm preaching today for a very short time. But I just want the message to sit in your spirit. Is that okay? Yeah. Look at it. Let's go to verses 2 and 3. On the seventh day, God ended his work which he made, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. Now, if it was better to be resting than to be working, do you think that God would only have rest, I mean, rested on one day? If it was better, I think he would have turned it the other way. Rest for six days like some people I know. And then work for one day. Do you know that many things that we do that are not working is because we have not worked hard on them. Yeah. And anything that we do with our mind on resting, it doesn't really work well. So you are cooking and you say, I'm tired. So you are thinking about resting. You burn the onions because you were resting halfway. You put too much salt because of something. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. But if you wake up, the day you wake up and say, I'm cooking, you actually cook. But when you are doing something, something because... Charlie, you are resting in between. It doesn't work well. It doesn't work well at all. And that, so you want, we want to believe that it is better to work than to rest. And God made man to work, human beings to work. I tell you, he made us to work. In every scenario where people cannot work, they don't do well. Amen. So you see that in a prison, the people are all in a prison. But some have work. And even though they are in the prison, they are working. And you see that they seem to be better. And better off than the one they put in solitary confinement. You, the way you are, then they just put you somewhere. And be resting. Your whole work, that's the only work. <laughs> ah, what are, there's nobody to talk. They're not doing anything. They're just resting. Do they do well? No. If you don't take care, they even go mad. Yeah. They even go mad. You see, that is why even some of you who don't have work, I'll counsel you to take any job. Hey, I don't even know why I've drifted into those waters. <laughs> because sometimes what you need, 
sometimes what you need is to be able to get up and say, I'm going here to work. Amen? And those of you who have jobs that don't give you anything to do, it's time to change the job. Because you find that as you are going, you're not even particularly, you're not excited because they are not giving you anything to do. And it is actually killing your soul. It's killing something in you. Are you here? Yeah. That's the reason why many people, when they retire, within two years, they are dead. And the reason is that they were working, getting up and going somewhere, doing something, feeling needed. Then suddenly they reached a certain age and then they had to go off. And if they didn't prepare something else, within two years, I'm telling you, within two years, they are gone. Within two years. Are you in the house? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because it is part of us and crucial to us to work. In the same way, when you are a Christian who does not do anything for God, just as how in solitary confinement the person goes out of his mind, you also go out of your mind. Yeah. And that's why you'll be a Christian, but nothing is working for you. Because (laughs) just like how you can't thrive without a job, that's how you will not be thriving. Hey. So that is why even if, you know, in some churches, there are people whose whole work in the church is to uh, do the flowers. Ah, you are very quiet. Yeah. And you may say it's nothing. But it brings something to the person. The person gets up every Saturday and goes to look for flowers, cut, 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 and comes to arrange it and, and brings it and, and when the person sits back and looks at the stage you see if you if you if you think it is not necessary you see right now you notice that our stage is in not a, a good state the reason is the building that we are coming to do you see uh-huh. but if you see how we have struggled with this our non-beautiful stage you know you understand the use of a beautiful stage yeah we were coming to have a wedding and we looked at the stage we realized that Charlie Hey. and we didn't want to spend money because right now you see they are going to go up and as they are going it will affect everything down here and we are like Charlie how are we even going to do this thing with this ugly stage that's when you will understand the use of the people who do the flowers uh-huh. yeah hey. when you come into the house on Sunday, oh, I know some churches. I wish we could afford it. Ah, you have not gone to some chalet. They do some decorations. Be here. You can be sitting in the church and you are just admiring the place for some time and, and getting a good feeling. Before the word of God comes and the whole program, you are just getting a good feeling. Just uh, Your soul is comforted. And you are just happy. Just watching. Yeah. So you understand that there's something. If you like, go and do your engagement and don't have any flowers or anything. No, you say, and the balloons. What's the use of the balloons? You'll be asking me questions. You. (laughs) Are you in the house? And I'm saying this because there are some people who say, I'm not able to do a certain kind of work in the church. So they do nothing. And I'm trying to say to you that for your own sake, don't do nothing. Do something. And when you are doing the something, maximize it. You see, Paul said something. You see, when we are reading the Bible, we think that we see Paul as a great man. But I'm coming to explain to you that Paul, probably in his own eyes, and sometimes he said it, was not a great man. This man, he was killing people. Hmm. Have you killed somebody before? He was what? Killing. What do we call people who kill people? Good. We call them murderers. That's number one. When he now gave his life to Christ, the God he said he was serving, had he ever seen Jesus? All the other apostles, they saw Jesus from when he started his ministry to when he left. Paul, he saw no such thing. Nothing. So he had reason to feel that I am inferior. Yeah. Yet, when he was given something small to do. You see, the others, they were preaching to the Jews. It's like we are the people. They went to give him all the people they don't like, the Gentiles. 
which includes you. Tell anybody it includes you and me. <laughs> Look, he picked his work eh, and he put so much of himself into it that it is almost as if he is the champion in the Bible. Yeah. So when you pick your thing, that little thing, or what you call a little thing, or what you think is not important, and you do it with all your heart and with all your strength, you will be surprised at how important it is. You'll be surprised. Amen. I went, I was traveling one time. We had to go to, you know, this was within the country. We had to go to Takrabi and I went to stay with a friend. Now, this is my friend, very nice lady. She, she, she had had some health challenges, so in the end, she couldn't do a lot of things she wanted to do. And then, somebody told her that there's something called telepastry. She said, oh, phone call that I can do. That's a phone call I can do, you see. This woman picked the database of the church and began to make calls. And now she's making the calls, you know. Charlie, she's not, you see some people ask you to make a call, you go and say, eh, hello. Uh, mommy said I should call you. Are you okay? Okay, I'll tell her you're okay. Bye-bye. See you on Sunday. <laughs> or you call another person and say, ah, mommy says she has not been seeing you. Are you there? Tell us why. But this lady picked the call. Oh! Auntie Vera! How do you say it in fancy? It's a long time since I saw you. Me watch. Me watch her. Me want to say you. As she was speaking, she didn't know who she was talking to. She could conduct a whole conversation one hour. Then she said, Oh, I'm coming to church on Sunday. I'll be sitting here, so come and look for me. One person, two people, before they were aware. In fact, as she was discussing the thing, I called a... Dennis, were you there that day? I called Pastor Dennis and Reverend said, I said, hey, we have made a mistake or we don't understand our work. Come and sit down, let us listen. By the time, you see, when she finished one year, she opened another year. Started calling people who had issues, people who were lost, on her own, she was just. Some of them, they just needed to, somebody to talk to when they were back in church. Are you there? What had she done? She had done what Paul was doing. She magnified her office. This one thing there, I may not be able to go around to everybody, house, 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 but I can do my course. You too, what is it that you can do? Remembering that in the spiritual realm also, work is better than rest. Are you in the house? Some of you come on Sunday, you see the photographers moving around, moving around. You say, What is that? You say, What is that? Hey, it is one of the important works in the in the house of hey. The problem is that they have not been taking your picture. That's why you... <laughs> there are people in the church who it was pictures they saw and said, When I come to this place, I'm going to that church. I want to ask you whether the people in photography have they worked or they have not worked. Yeah. You be there, do your wedding, and let there be no pictures and see. Hey, are you in the house? Have you not opened the thing and seen your picture one day and say, "Oh, son, I find kakrao. <laughs> son, I'm fine, small. Yeah, you should have you seen some before. Then you thought, oh, when you're bad." You may say, what is there? Because we have had church before when we didn't have photographers. It was when we started to have photographers that we knew that there is a work called photography. Tell your neighbor, you'll be there. <laughs> you'll be there. There was a time I used to have women in this church who used to make soup. I pray that I'll get some again. And everybody, everybody in that time space who got admitted to hospital will get a bowl of soup. Yeah. You think it's nothing. But for years, I used to have people referring to the soup they received in church. But am I saying the real thing? Or? Yeah. They say, oh, we got some soup. You see, it's because you have not lain in the hospital wishing that you get soup and you cannot, you are calculating your steps from here to the gate. 
to go and buy soup. Yeah. What I'm saying to you is that there is work to be done. Find it. Some of it, make it. Do you think we ever had a basanta called CPS in this life? We didn't have. Is somebody who said, me, what I can do? It's rap. I, then we will make our own music. That's who they are. Hey. <laughs> the church is very quiet. Are you there? Ask your neighbor, what is it that you can do that you are not telling me? Work for the Lord. It is our year to work. Wow. I said it's our year to what? Work. Amen. Hallelujah. And you see, as you work for the Lord, several things come our way. For me, the one that blesses me is that we become closer to God. Anybody you are working for, when you work correctly, you become closer. Hey, are you there? The pastors who work with me, they are closer than those who don't work with me. So they are all pastors. It's not that one has chosen, it's just that they work with me. Hey, the world is very quiet. It's just real. It's just real. Some of you are closer to your father than others. Because when your father comes, you are the one who goes to remove his shoes and bring him his slippers. Yeah, you are the one who picks his bag in. The others are grumbling that this old man. <laughs> it's a scripture. Charlie, it's a scripture. John chapter 5 and verse 17. Jesus was telling us that. He said, Jesus answered and said, My father worketh hitherto, and I work. You see, let me read the, the Amplified Version. Jesus answered them, My father has worked even until now. He has never ceased working. He is still working, and I too must be at divine work. So God is working, and you are working. Definitely there will be some contact. You ask him something. Amen? Because when you are working for somebody, you ask the person something. Hey, are you there? Let's go to John chapter 4 and verse 34. For me, this is also one of my favorite verses. Jesus said, that's when prophet preached it, I picked this verse out. I really like it. Jesus said to them, my meat, my kebab, my nice thing, <laughs> is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. It explains the satisfaction that one has. Because those of us who work in the house of God, there's some satisfaction in it. And if you ask us to explain the satisfaction, I don't know how you explain it. We can only tell you that it is what makes us happy. Amen? With all its features. Some days it works, some days it doesn't work. But it is what makes you happy. Are you in the house? Yeah. And so I want to say to you that, listen, decide that you work for God. Bishop said something. He said, show me your work and I'll show you who you are. Are you there? Hmm? Show me your work. Or I will know who you are by your work. By your work. Are you in the house? Hey, you're not minding me again. Yeah. Show me your work. So when I see many of you who don't do anything for God, I know who you are. Yeah, I know who you are. Mm. I know who you are. Hey. It's becoming very serious. <laughs> You see, you can do something. Oh. Have you ever been to a church where there was no usher before? You sweat. Yes. Yes. Real chaos. Yeah. I went to a wedding that had no ashes. Somebody was sitting in the seat of the bride's father. And the bride entered the church and there was no announcement. And I realized that it's because not that there was no pastor. There was a pastor. But it is the movement of the ashes that indicates something. And they were not there. And I said, hey. No job in the church is useless. Oh. My laptop people, I blast them every day. But if they are not there...
There'll be no light too. The lights will be off. Then the dancing starts. I don't know what dance. You come and sing it yourself, you see. <laughs> hey! That's when you start to do. Then the praise and worship people do. I tried it. I tried it. I tried it. Hey! I want you to push your neighbor and say, neighbor, you may not think I'm important, but I tell you I am important. Hey! I am important. <laughs> There are no instrumentalists. It's also another type of problem. It's another type of problem. Hey! But I hope you are seeing it better. You see, even your shepherd who annoys you. You know what I mean by your shepherd who annoys you? You know, you will miss them. If they are not there, you will miss them. You miss them. They annoy you when they call you for flow. At 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. But if they were not there, you would really miss them. Yeah. I remember a young lady, I used to have to go and call her when we started the Tamale Church. Our, our meeting was in the NTC building and every Sunday, I had to go and call her. Every Sunday. At a point when she was done with nursing, then she traveled abroad. She used to call my husband and I. When we get a certain call at an odd hour, we know it's her. You know the hours are different. And one day she called and she was crying. She was crying. I said, oh, what is it? She said, eh? She was one day going somewhere and the road was icy. And she was driving. And when she pressed the brakes, she couldn't stop. And the car bumped into the one in front of her. Over there, please, when you bump into somebody's car, you buy the car. There's nothing like you are repairing. Exactly. So suddenly, she was in debt. She had to buy the car for the person. Then she said that her job was, uh, or where she lived, was some distance from her church. So without a car, in fact, many parts of the U.S., without a car, you can't get there. There's no bus, there's no train, there's nothing. She said for three months, she had not gone to church. Nobody had called her. Nobody had asked of her. Nobody had said what is going on. And that's when she ended her party. And she called us. Thank you for the days you used to come and call me. Over here. <laughs> that's why I'm saying that you're troublesome, shepherd. If they were not there, you miss them. Are you seeing it? She had to go somewhere and taste how it is. When nobody's looking for you. Can you imagine? Three months, nobody has asked of pay. <sighs> it's very serious. And if you are here and for three months nobody has asked of you, please forgive us. Because it's a very serious crime. Amen. Tell your neighbor, please, don't insult your shepherd. Don't insult your shepherd. He's just doing his work. You too find some work to do. Yeah. Find some. Oh, mommy, all the work has been done. <sighs> What are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? If you don't know what to do after the service, come and talk to them, one of the pastors. We will find work for you right now. We are building. Hey! More work. Are you in the house? Before we can even start the building, this thing has to go. That's number one. Number two, it must be replaced by a wooden shed. Number three, that the office building has to go. Yeah. Number four, the office building has to be replaced somewhere on the compound. Number five, somebody has disturbed us over there and the water keeps coming here. We have to go and solve it. Work. There's work to do. It is you who is feeling too proud to carry an aluminum sheet to take it from here and just put it in the aboboya. It's not that there's no work. Uh, you see, you were shouting when I was saying they are coming to build. Now that I'm showing you what we have to do, now that I'm showing you what we have to do before, you see that you are quiet. I need people, every time they say they are bringing sand or they are bringing stone, I need somebody to be here so that they put it in a place that will not disturb our church coming. Who is going to do it? 
Who is going to do only Reverend one? Yeah, they say only you. Thank you. I'm seeing hands. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. You see, you say, what is the use of that? It's because you have not come to carry two tons of gravel from here to here before. You'll be very, very important. That where we say it should be placed, no, it should be placed there so that we can still continue to use the building. Because those guys, eh, when they are doing their work, they are not concerned with how you enter your building. No. Eh. If you leave them, we'll get here one day. They are piled eh, the gravel by the doors. <laughs> that we can't enter. So as for work there, more work. Are you in the house? More work. And by the grace of God, he'll strengthen us to do it. Amen? He'll strengthen us to do it. And if the Lord lays something on your heart, don't push it away. Come and talk about it. Yeah. Because many of the things we are enjoying in the church is just on somebody's heart. And they have come to see. I hope you get it. Yeah. Somebody just felt that this is what I can do. I can, I can rap. They didn't know that we'll like it. Oh, you don't like CPS again? We like Exactly. But, but we had not thought of it. But somebody came to say, Hallelujah. The Lord will bless us this year. And the last thing I want to share with you is that when you work in the house of the Lord, you find your place in the Lord. Yeah, you find your place. There's a place for you. And you find it as you work. Today, if I come to church and there are no photographers, it will worry me. Yeah, it will worry me. But I didn't know that I needed photographers until I got photographers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else is there? Something. Something. May the Lord help us as we work for him this year. That he will bless us. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen and amen. I want you to stand to your feet at this time and I want you to just pray. It is our covenant Sunday. I want you to promise the Lord that you will do something in his house. No matter how big or how small. And as you start to pray, because it is covenant Sunday, you see, we don't need to know your covenant with God. You need to remember your covenant with God. We're going to give you a slip of paper like this. Fill it, you put your name there. And you tell the Lord what you're going to try to do. And then put it into your Bible. Don't give it to us. I don't, I don't need it. Are you there? But then you put it in your Bible, or you put it in your wallet, or you put it somewhere that you, you will see it as a reminder to you so that as the year is progressing and you are getting busier and busier, you will remember that you promised the Lord on Covenant Sunday that you will do this or that particular thing. So as you receive it, don't just throw it away. Try and fill it even in this atmosphere of prayer. And for the next five minutes or so, we are going to be praying. We're going to be praying. You just want to talk to the Lord and whatever he brings. Some of you are already working. You're already doing something. Maybe it's more of that thing, but put it down. Write it down. And maybe he's adding another small variation to what you do. Just add it. Add it. And it says, the covenant says, I, and you put your name, make a covenant with God on this seventh day of January. In the year 2024, that I will attempt number one, number two, number three, and then you sign it. Try and get a pen from somebody. For those of you giving out the forms, I hope you have a few pens. Good. When you finish, just pass it to the next person. Write it and just pray over it. That Lord, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. Some of you have done the same thing over the years. And now you want to you want to do something else. You want to do something else. Or you want to try something else. Just write it down. All you are saying is that Lord, I'm gonna attempt it. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Just put it down and then spend some time praying over it. That the Lord Himself will help you. And the Lord himself will help you. These things that you've put down, tell the Lord that I haven't put it, I've not done it lightly, Lord. And please don't steal my pens, why? 
please bring back our pens. But somebody should be walking in and out so that you collect the pens again. But write it down. Remind yourself. Remind yourself. You are capable of so much. Say, Lord, this is what I want to attempt to do for you. This is what I want to attempt to do for you. This is what I attempt to do. I remember people who used to come and say that we want to go visiting for you. And every week I'll give them a list and they'll visit those two or three people. So it's very nice. What is it that you can do? Some of you want to say that I can pray one hour for the church every day. I can do something. I can do something. I can do some work for the Lord. These young men standing and smiling, smiling, have they written anything at all? Behind the dancers, what are they going to do for the Lord? And when you finish writing, just pray over it. Just pray. Just pray. Just pray. Just pray for the grace of God to do it. Ask for the grace of God. Ask for the grace. Father, this is between us and you. You see what we have written. What we want to attempt to do. Let your grace find us. Send us help from above to do what we must do. And as we do it, Lord, may the joy that you have promised fill us. May there be, this be a different year because of this work we are going to do for you. May we be blessed, O oh God. May we be close to you. Watch over us and protect us and help us to do what we have planned and said we will attempt to do in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone shall say, Amen. And now as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here today, you've not given your life to Jesus. I need to say to tell you that when you have not given your life to him, your work does not matter. It's not work he's looking for from you. What he needs from you is for you to give your life to him. And so this afternoon, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here, you've not given your life to Jesus. That means that when your time on earth is up, you are not sure that you go to be with Jesus. I want you to decide to give your life to him today. And I want to pray with you and lead you in that prayer. 
So if you are here this afternoon, you cannot confidently say that I know I'm on my way to heaven. Then I want you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You are here, you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Lift up your right hand and we'll pray together. Just lift it and we'll pray together. Just lift it. And if you have lifted your right hand, let the pastors or the ashes help you. Just come, I want to pray with you. Just come to me. Just come to me. I want, we want to pray. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you as you come. God bless you. God bless you. Come to Jesus. Your heart is beating. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 3 that he's standing at the door of your heart and knocking. It is Jesus knocking and saying, Open for me. Please come. Let us pray together. Okay. If you're standing in the front here, I want to pray a prayer and I want you to pray after me. Make it your prayer. And those of you in the congregation, please help us. You want to say, Lord Jesus. Oh, pray it today as your prayer. Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name have I prayed. Amen. Father, thank you for these young men and ladies. I pray that your grace will be with them. I pray, Lord, that you will help them. I pray, oh God, that they will experience joy in your house as they work for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.